0: Here's your Wealth Professional Morning Briefing for Wednesday, March 8th. Two Canadian investment advisory and wealth management firms have agreed a merger and filed for regulatory approval in the latest industry consolidation. Echelon Wealth Partners Inc. and PI Financial Corp. intend to join together to create a firm with over $12 billion in client assets, more than 550 employees including 210 financial advisors and over 80 capital markets professionals. Subject to regulatory approval, the two firms will have common ownership on April 1st, 2023, with an amalgamation of their operations taking place early in 2024. During the period between closing and amalgamation, the two firms will run independently, but the new entity will include substantial employee ownership alongside RCM Capital Management and Miles Nadal's Peerage Capital. It's International Women's Day, and while many firms will mark it by praising their female employees, the fact remains that gender inequality is still very much an issue. Writing a thought leadership piece on the RBC website, Economist Carrie Free Freestone has highlighted some good and not so good figures, showing how women's income is still lagging male peers. Looking at the post-pandemic workforce, Freestone notes that nearly 200,000 Canadian women have entered jobs with less in-person contact with often significantly higher wages. This was part of the shift away from high-contact, low-wage jobs such as those in hospitality. With this better-than-expected transition, $9 billion was added in additional household wage income for women and accounted for 15% of the total boost to their earnings during the pandemic recovery. However, men who made similar moves boosted their incomes by larger amounts, likely because more men than women moved into senior management roles. However, men who made similar moves boosted their incomes by larger amounts, likely because more men than women moved into senior management roles. An example highlighted in the article is in the finance, insurance and real estate sector, where women accounted for 60% of the jobs created over the course of the pandemic, but realized just 46% of the wage increases that movement in the sector generated. Significant impact on the move into low contact, higher paying, and higher skilled jobs was therefore not adequately reflected in their incomes. Freestone states that a wage gap will remain until equal representation in senior management is achieved. Although the share of men and women in the labour market are equal, men make up more than two-thirds of senior leadership positions. When parenthood is included, young male parents have a 10% share of senior management roles, compared to just 3% of women. The loonie is at risk of extending its decline if the BOC confirms that policy rates have topped out, even as persistent inflation concerns put upward pressure on short-end yields in the US. Bloomberg reports that with the US currency resurgent in the past month, it could take a more hawkish than expected message from BOC boss Tiff Macklem on Wednesday to really put a floor under the sliding Canadian dollar. That's even more the case after US central bank chief Jerome Powell used an appearance before Congress Tuesday to hammer home a hawkish message that bolstered the greenback. Swaps pricing for the Bank of Canada right now shows that one more hike at some point within the next few months is probable, but for the next couple of meetings at least, they're pointing to a pause. In contrast, markets linked to the Federal Reserve indicate another percentage point of tightening from here. The Canadian currency has fallen more than 3% from its February peak. Nevertheless, its decline over the past month has been less dramatic than for commodity-related peers such as the Norwegian krona, the New Zealand dollar and the Australian dollar, which could provide scope for catch-up. On the US side of the equation, meanwhile, bets that the Federal Reserve will need to take its benchmark higher and stay there longer have solidified in recent weeks, widening the U.S.-Canadian differential. And Canada's financial industry regulator has published a set of guidelines for banks, insurance companies and other regulated firms to assess and disclose climate risks. Financial firms will need to release climate-related financial disclosures at least once a year, the guidance from OSFI said. The principles come into effect at the end of fiscal 2024 for larger banks and insurers, and in 2025 for smaller firms, the regulator said in a statement. These stories in full at wealthprofessional.ca and in our newsletters, plus markets steady after Fed-triggered sell-off, and oil remains weakened by rate expectations. For Wealth Professional Canada, I'm Steve Randall.